Hi, this is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Ball Control. Ball Control. What's up, Conroe? Get ready for a brand new edition of Ball Control. Ball Control. That's right. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And you are hearing us on 104.5 and 106.1, and we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and as always, check out the website, NerdThugRadio.com. Um, that's the sister show. And then we have our own Facebook and podcast. And what are the... What are the uh, Ball Control Podcast. Yeah, that's our Facebook name, and then that's also our Twitter handle. Twit handle. Twit handle. Twitter. Twit handle. Is that what we're going to condense it down to? Twit handle. So, which one of the books is it where in the utopian future they have like 40 words? Uh, is it? I have no idea. Really? No idea. Oh my gosh. I, th- I want to say it's like, it's either Atlas Shrugged or Last Babylon. It's one of the ones where it's... It's not Atlas Shrugged. Is that the one about the architect? Yeah. I get them all mixed up because they're from that same little era. Yeah. Um. Okay, so if it's not Atlas Shrugged, then it's the Last Babylon, I think. And in it, essentially, uh, they like take the Soma to feel good. It's like a like a therap- it's like a prescribed drug just to keep you happy. And then they have like a forty word vocabulary and they say things like thought speak, like they combine concepts. Yeah, that makes sense. So we're it's getting just like slurred speech into like Yeah, essentially. It just they super just condensed. Exactly. And it, and we as a society are getting there as we create words like memes. Memes. Like let's just put four letters together and just run with it. It's a meme. Um, well like meme is actually supposed to be like a unit of measurement of like cultural influence. That's where that originates from. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was made in like the 70s. And an we just now got to use it? Right, yeah. Interesting. So like there's a quantitative Yeah, that's like, what it was measurement to yeah. like how influential you are? Yeah. And I bet that's super easy to get to now with like the Instagrams and all that stuff. Right, probably. Wow. Nico, you just blew my mind. Yeah. Wow. That's something I learned on NPR. Listen to public radio, guys. <laughs> I do listen. To, I do like NPR. Uh, as always, support NPR. Uh, support the public radio. Um, anyway, all that being said, uh, how you been? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Okay. Listen to some uh, meme scholars on NPR. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. This is actually a word that was said. It was amazing. <laughs> <I> d- <laughs> They're like, yes, one of my friends, a, a meme scholar, my bad, an entertainment scholar. Or yeah. like a media scholar or something like that. That's it's just memes. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> like, if if you study pop culture right now, it's just memes. It's just memes and gifs. Right. Like, I mean, that's that's like ninety percent of it. It's just memes and gifs. Just memes. Um. All right, buddy. It's so gonna be meme. So this is a sports show. Right. For those who don't know, this is Ball Control. This is the greatest sports show in the history of Conroe Radio, or as it's pronounced uh, in New York, Rodeo. R- Rodeo. Uh, radio, radio. You're on. You're on the radio. How do they get rodeo out of rodeo, but not radio out of radio? This is a, the the genuine questions about all these slurred words. Well, We're like, hey, hey, you guys, that's not a real thing. <laughs> well, and like, there's y'all. y'all. Yeah. yeah, but y'all is under the pretense of like we're it's, com- we're combining we're things. combining words again. Yeah, exactly. Right, see, this is the more advanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the South has been combining words forever, and right, then yeah. up north they're adding letters to words right. to get a similar effect. Right. We're more efficient. We are more efficient. Larger brain. <laughs> Listen, when you're in the country and you've got a lot of work to do, you don't have time to add letters to words to get something. You condense words right. to one word to get the same point across. 
Although, to be fair, New York travels in a different time speed. New York minutes are very fast. <laughs> uh, that's true. That is a saying. <laughs> have you ever have you ever been to New York? No. Um, it's not that it's not that the minutes go fast. It's that there's so much going on. We spent a a week there. Zach Attack and I did. Uh, many years ago, we were pursuing a, a comic book dream of ours. So we went to New York Comic Con, and we stayed with some family friends up there for uh, like a full week. We left like on a Monday, and we flew back like a Sunday night, and we were there. It's a really cool thing. We had to make sure we, we did a bunch of stuff. But one thing, the first thing you notice, first of all, no cars, okay? So you're constantly engaged because you're never just sitting. Like even when you're on the subway, because of the fact you're on a subway and you're, something else is moving you, you're engaged again. You're, you're conversating. You're doing stuff. Instead of just being in the backseat of a car where you can't hear anything, everyone's in the same, like you're facing your buddy and you're sitting there and you're just like, okay, well, what are we doing next? And what are we going to do for this? And what about this? Yeah, that's something interesting that I don't like. I think of all the time that I spend driving, especially when I was working, like, out of town and stuff. Yeah. Like, so long. Like, like a third of my day was just driving places. Yeah. So, New York, it's almost, it's it's not necessarily that time goes faster. It's just that you wind up being more efficient with your time. Because even just the concept of how you get around town is different. Strange. It is strange. It really is. Uh, back to our sports show. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. So, you got, we got four topics for you today. Alrighty, boys. Are you, are you ready? Yes. Okay. The first one is the Baseball Hall of Fame. All right. The second one is last weekend's playoffs. Oh, man. The third one is James Harden and the Rockets. Okay. And the fourth one is the NBA in general. There's a lot going on. Uh, let's go Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. Because I feel like I need to save some words for the other ones. Okay, that's fair. Okay, Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, they just went through the voting. Uh, Mike Mussina made it he's uh it's he's one of those regional people that like if you were in the area where he played you're like of course he made it and then if you weren't you're, you're like, like ah, why him okay i guess um so here was here's some interesting stats about the baseball hall of fame okay all right they've never had a unanimous ballot hmm interesting barry bonds is the all-time leading home run hitter he is not in the hall of fame why? Pete Rose is the all-time hitter in baseball. He has the most hits in all of baseball. He is not in the Hall of Fame. Again, why? We'll get to those. We'll get to that. Um, And right now, one of the most prolific pitchers in all of baseball is not in the Hall of Fame, Roger Clemens. Okay, you know. Is this just going to be college sports again? Because I hope not. Um, No, you're you're slightly too young to know that there was an era of baseball called the steroids era. You probably heard mention of it, but never actually realized what it encompassed. Um, baseball, the players and the owners were having such a contentious time that they went on strike, and the players actually walked out on the World Series. Wow. All right. Um, the season intended, the postseason's coming up, and baseball has a very short postseason. Back then, it was only four teams. So, literally, it's like within three weeks, we're going to have a World Series champion, and they walked out on the season. Huh. The owners didn't think they would do it. The players said, yeah, we will. And they did it. Um, it was basically like a canceled season. Like, it was a mess. It's ugly. Um, when they come back the following year after they get all the labor stuff straight, people kind of hate baseball. People are mad at the baseball players. This is America's sport. This is... We just skipped out on the end. Yeah. Uh, no it, champion for you. Well, and this is the beginning of that of the concept of uh, Ferrari ba- baseball, or Ferrari athletes, and, you know, 
you know, the jokes that gets made for the next 10 years really start here. Like, oh, you don't realize how little money we actually get out of a million dollars, blah, blah, blah. There's the manager gets 10 percent. The agent gets 10 percent. The lawyer gets 5 percent and blah, 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 plus taxes and blah, 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 blah. So a million dollars are really only. Do you know what insurance is on a Ferrari? Like, you know, these kind of concepts and jokes really kind of sprang out of this era of sport where the players essentially were looking at how much the owners were getting. And they said, we are desperately out of proportion. Right. So what what brought it what brought baseball back was the Maguire Sosa home run race a couple years later. Um people like Cal Ripken Jr. spent every day, every game they stayed extra, they showed up early signing autographs, talking to kids, kind of trying to build that rapport back with the fans, and it worked a little bit. But what really worked was hit Mark, a million home runs. Mark McGuire hit, I think, 61 or something, and Sammy Sosa with 58 or 57. I mean, it was something crazy like that, okay? And literally, the news was covering every day because they were chasing the home, the single-season home run record. So, like, the news every day was like, and today Mark McGuire hit a home run, and Sammy Sosa, he bats tonight at 7 p.m., so we'll see what happens. Like, your local news was covering the home runs. Which is crazy. Doesn't happen. Do you ever see the local news talk about sports? No. Ever? No. Like, at most, they're like, and our Texans played Sunday. Tune in later on the sports show to hear Mark tell you what happened. <laughs> right, to hear Mark tell you that we lost right. or, and or won. Right, but, like, that's it. Um, well, this was literally, ba- it became so important to, like, the zeitgeist of, like, of the American persona. Like, yeah. Like, the people were, were paying attention. Um, and so, basically, what happened is everyone so, started hitting home runs. Then right. they found out. Uh, baseball's Everyone not testing steroids. Baseball's not testing for steroids. Oh no! So then, um, at the next labor issue, the baseball players and the coaches, uh, the baseball players and owners said, "Okay, well, we don't think steroids is as important as you guys think it is. We'll do a test, and I think the number was like thirty-five or forty percent. Huh. If thirty-five or forty percent of people test positive." We'll institute steroid testing. I think the number on, on who tested positive was over 50, if I remember right. Oh, my gosh. So there's a whole era of players that essentially now the baseball writers feel like are dirty. And that includes Barry Bonds, the all-time home run leader. That includes Roger Clemens, who he's always denied it. He's gotten in trouble a couple different times for it, though. Um, he's literally blamed everyone but himself, including his wife and his best friend, Andy Pettit, and his personal trainer. But he's done everything in his power to avoid it. Um, I kind of don't like him for that reason. I think it's a low character thing. I think if you once you once you blame your wife for HGH, I have a problem with you. Um, Andy Pettit got in trouble for it, but he just flat out came forward and said, "Yes, I got called. I I I had you know I'm 30 plus years old and I had an injury and I was trying to come back." Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame for gambling on baseball in like the 80s, 70s maybe. So. Never had a unanimous Hall of Famer until now. Mariano Rivera was unanim- the first unanimous baseball player ever selected to the Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So, it's run by the writers. They kind of are picky about stuff. Right, but I guess that that's a fair point that I didn't really, I didn't really take into consideration. Yeah. So, so, Bonds and Clemens, though, you have to have 75% of the writers vote for you to get in. They're at 59, and they only have two or three more years of eligibility, they're probably not going to get in. I doubt it, because I think a lot of them are too, like, well, they're they're part of this era of baseball. That yes, was, there's that a was. lot of people. Mark McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame, probably. He's not. He's He was the leader of the single-season home run until Barry Bonds took it. 
Um, there's just a lot of issues there. A-Rod might not get in, even though people feel like he's one of the greatest baseball players ever. Um, a little bit. A little bit. They're just kind of ignoring this whole era. I don't necessarily have a problem with ignoring this whole era. I, I think... Well, I think if you want to go from like a sportsmanship kind of like, well, these guys were cheating. <laughs> right, right. No, and I and that's what I agree with. Now, it wasn't against the rules of the sport, but it, it is it just flies in the face of concepts. But there were whole organizations. The St. Louis Cardinals had like seven different people associated with steroids, and it started making like, I mean, you just kind of. Well, the other the other thing about that is that it's it's it wasn't against the rules at that point in the game, but now looking back, it is. Well. It, even if something's not against the rules, there's just to be a level of common sense. Right. Are steroids allowed? No. Right. Should you be taking? Well, and like, so uh, Mark McGuire was never shy about it. He, he did supplements. So he was taking like uh, androgen or something like that, uh, some sort of testosterone supplement. And he had it in his locker. Like he was like, yeah, I use supplements, bro. And then over time, they were like, those are technically steroids. And he was like. Okay, well then I guess I use steroids, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He was never. Oh no. Yeah, he was like, listen, it's been here the whole time and it works. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so, um, I do have an issue just overall with the idea that you're going to cheat your way into the Hall of Fame. Right. But I, but I also. Oh, look at that. Good job. You made it to the Hall of Fame. Right. Two edge (laughs) juice. It doesn't do any good if you cheated to get there. And I, and I do. I think the problem with the if everyone's using it, I guess it's almost like a level playing field. But because they don't know who was or who wasn't. Right, that's the other thing. Is like you have to then you have to be like, well, was I? Was I not? Right. I was for one season, but not, not the, other. the other. Exactly, exactly. It's too much gray area to deal with. And so, all that being said, we're gonna jump out of here. But that's kind of the that's kind of the Hall of Fame situation. They had their vote. Uh, there was a couple. Uh, Holiday got in, which was good. He his family requested not to have a a, a team affiliation on his bust. That's kind of cool. It's interesting. Everyone else will have a team. Uh, he won't. He won't. Just him. Uh, I believe he died. I don't remember what he died from, though. But his family was like, yeah, don't put a team on there. Um, so all that being said, it's just, um, yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thing. All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more sports coming your way. Ball control. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico, and hey you guys. are listening to Ball Control. Ball Control. That's right. Uh, we are Conroe's greatest sports show. It's true. Um, it's it's real true. It's real true. Uh, you're listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, and we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. That we are. Um, of course, I want to take a minute to point out that I, again, have uh, a uh, had another article published by SportsMap. So if you go to Houston.SportsMap.com. What's it about? Uh, I'm basically like the wrestling guy now. You're the wrestling man? I've done four articles in a row on wrestling. wrestling. Doing like weekly roundup kind of summarizing stuff. Talking about cool. all elite wrestling, how that's coming up. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of their guy now. The wrestling dude. Yeah. Um, nothing official. I don't. I, I say that like it. Like they knighted me. That's that didn't happen. Um, Are you sure? I'm I'm rather positive, but I'm not sure. Mm. Um. So all that being said, Nico, I promise you NBA talk, James Harden talk, or Saints playoffs talk. Uh, let's go. Let's do James Harden. Okay, you want to do James Harden? Let's go basketball, basketball, football. Okay, you you would go James Harden when I pulled up the standings for the whole NBA. That's yeah. fine. Okay. All I right. could see the future. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So, James Harden just set a record last night at the Madison Square Garden. Are you familiar with the, the like the Madison Square Garden like just its history of No. So it's the stadium in New York. Right. Um uh, it's been renovated a couple times but it's still Madison Square Garden. It hasn't changed and it I know of Madison Square Garden. I've heard it several times. It's because it's New York and this is basketball. This is where guys like to ball out. In New York this is okay. We said we're going to talk about James Harden here, but we're going to have to do this real quick. New York. Here we are going back to New yeah, York. They deserve a good sports. They deserve a Knicks team that's competitive, and they're never going to have it. James Dolan's the worst owner in all sports. He's never been a good owner. Here's an example of some of his poor decision making. He put Isaiah Thomas in charge of coaching and contracts and general managing, and Isaiah Thomas made a bunch of weird trades. Vin was. Uh, accused of sexual harassment, uh, lost a lawsuit about sexual harassment. The Knicks had to pay a bunch of money. They fired him, and then a few years later brought him back as a consultant. He ran the team into the ground, loaded it with these crazy bad NBA contracts, got them in trouble with the legal system, got them fined by the league, and lost a lawsuit. And then two years later, they bring him back to consult. I think that's not the man you should be talking to. <laughs> that is not the guy you <laughs> want to be. That's the exact from. opposite of what you want to do. So people go to Madison Square Garden and they want to just show out, okay? Like they put on a show for New York because New York is basketball in so many ways. New York and basketball go hand in hand. If the Knicks were ever good, it'd New be insane. New York would be. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Okay, so Jeremy Lin, uh, Lin Sanity happened there. It it started there because. It was the Mike D'Antoni Carmelo era, and it wasn't going good. And the team, the top like five guys were all hurt. They bring up Jeremy Lin from the D League. Uh, no, not even from the D League. Just a free, a street free agent. They bring him in, and on a and on a ten day contract, he explodes into the headlines. Uh, I believe his first his first game, he had a double double, points and assists. Good job. And he's playing crazy minutes because there's nobody. And then right, it's, there's it's no one relevant. There's no one, and the whole in the in the Mike D'Antoni offense is wide open, so you don't have to know a lot of plays or anything to be able to play in it. So literally, it's just run up, find the open guy, make it happen. If there's no one open, make something happen, but run, 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 run. So Jeremy Lin is just sprinting up and down the court, and Lin sanity explodes because of this. Jeremy Lin has a career. Jeremy Lin this year is making thirteen million dollars as the backup point guard. Wow, look at him go. Um, and this is years later. Uh, the Rockets gave him like a, a two or three year deal uh, at one point. And one of the years was a poison pill year where like he, he would make like 22 million. And they basically structured it that way so they could trade him for a star. Um, like, I mean, the New York is so important to basketball. Uh, so James Harden, the Rockets were in Madison Square Garden last night. And James Harden wanted to add his contribution to the legacy of Madison Square Garden. So he went ahead and did 61 points. So he scored 10 million points. Right. 61 points. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, he, like, he'd been doing well, but this is crazy. That's nuts. That's nu- I think the other streak had just ended. Um, I, I think I think it had ended maybe two days ago, I feel like. The, like, above 40 points yeah. for, like, consecutive games. Yeah. And um, then he turns around and he does 60 here. Ugh. Uh, yeah, man, 61, 
Oh, no, no. I thought it had broken, but it hadn't. He's hit 30 points for 21 straight games. Oh, there you go. Jeez. Kobe Bryant also had a 61-point outing in New York. Like, everyone who goes to New York at least once in their career wants to ball out and just have, like, these crazy, these magical, like, hey, everyone look at me. Let's all enjoy basketball together. I'm amazing. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, also, we won the game. Hey. Which is a big thing. Right, because the Harden will put up a million points and then be like, and then we and lost. And then we lost by six. Uh, Carmelo Anthony does hold the overall record at the Madison Square at the current Madison Square Garden with sixty-two points. A little bit of rocket news: we only had, by one. We had to sell him to the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> they took him, and he flat out has said he's not going to play for the Bulls. They're holding on to him as some sort of weird trade asset. If they strange can't, weird if, flex, but okay. Yeah, if they can't trade him by the deadline, they're just going to buy him out. But I, I'm. I, if I read this correctly the other day when I was reading it, we gave stuff up to get rid of him. Um, <laughs> what a pro move. Which isn't – it's not normally how you want to do that. Um, it's, it's not the greatest course of action, although it is one, I guess. Although Houston teams now have kind of set a precedent for doing that. The uh, the Texans gave up a second round. They sent, they sent Brock Osweiler and a second round pick to the Browns. To take Brock Osweiler, we didn't. We didn't get back. Like I think we got back like a we don't, six round. We pick. don't trade. We just feel bad, and then yeah. we're like, well, "Look, we'll, you'll you can take him if you get one of our <laughs> picks too." Like we don't want him. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's like, or like we can't, like we can't afford him. We're like, what's happening? <laughs> we're just like, we're just just take him. Just, I don't just don't go. just for free here. Have some other stuff. I don't need yeah. it. Um, the trade actually, I, I don't even see it listed in transactions. It may not have technically occurred yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, essentially, uh, like, we're bribing them is what it sounds like. <laughs> we're bribing them to take Carmelo Anthony. Hey, you're going to have Carmelo and a couple hundred thousand dollars. Here you go. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'll give you the next... I'll give you my eight... <laughs> I'll give you my first round pick uh, in 2027. <laughs> Like, I don't even know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you can have my first round in 2022. We're we're so badly handling the Carmelo Anthony thing. Um, and it's just it's just rather interesting to watch it all go down where it's like. Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm going to check right now if he's listed on the official roster. Hang on. Let me see. <laughs> he hasn't played in forever. Um, They don't list him on the roster here. He's gone. They traded him. <laughs> they traded but him they for didn't free. List, they didn't list it in the transactions, though. <laughs> it's not a transaction. They just gave it to they him. They just gave him up. They were just like, we don't want him. Take him. I don't even want him anymore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, they're just kind of completely I – don't, I don't understand how it works at this point for them. Um, I just – it's so bad how we don't seem to understand – like the value, I don't, I don't know, man. We just got the Carmelo Anthony thing completely wrong, honestly. Well, you just don't want to. You don't want to make those decisions. You don't want to make decisions that are just outwardly just bad. Or you're just like, yeah, let's just give up the guy and just just take a loss. Like I don't understand. Right. No, look, we we did. It says we traded him. Okay, it says Anthony will not play for the Bulls, who will look to move him before the February 7th deadline. Um, 
As the dust settles, it looks as though Chicago simply deal, did the deal as a, ca- a quick cash grab and has no interest in keeping Anthony. The Bulls could waive him, but indicate that it may be to their benefit to wait until next month to try and find a trade. Um, but because they just acquired him, they have to trade for they have to trade him away straight up. They can't combine him in something, which is you know it was a power move to limit the Bulls. I don't know, man. Okay, here's this part. Um, in addition to Anthony, the Bulls received the draft rights to John Diebler. We received the draft rights to to DJ Drakšević. I I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. I always wanted Deja Drashevix in my team. Uh, <laughs> the most integral part of any Rockets offense. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> you know, the hard, good old Harden Deja combo. <laughs> what is this even about? Uh, I've never seen you so confused about like a trade or anything. <laughs> So, when when the Texans traded Brock Osweiler, I got it. They were stuck under a guaranteed contract. They had guaranteed him a serious amount of money. They guaranteed him like a billion dollars to throw 28 interceptions yeah, a game. Yeah, and I think they owed him still guaranteed like around 30 or 40. So, I get giving a draft pick to the Browns to be like, listen. Just take just him. Just take him. And the draft picks are worth so much more in the NFL. But here in the NBA where they're not. I don't think they're worth as much, especially because the Rockets are such a good team that the the pick won't be of any great quality. It'll be a low 25 and higher pick. Like, it doesn't do any good. <laughs> right. It's not a good one. Right. It's not going to be one of these guys who explodes. It's going to be one of these guys you have to develop. And so it's not like the Bulls are known for developing. I just don't get it. I don't get it from top to bottom. For $2 million, they should have just kept him and just let it play out. And just like, okay, well, he's the 15th guy on our roster and we're not going to use him. Sweet. Right. I don't, I, yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. All right. We're going to jump out to a break here. When we come back, we got uh, more NBA talk about the rest of the league. And then we also might have some uh, NFL playoffs. Ball control. Welcome back to more ball control. This is Corey DLG. And with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. And we are on 104.5 and 106.1. And we're streaming worldwide at IR Lone Star. Dot com. It's true. Um, yeah, man. So we got two choices here. We've got NBA or NFL playoffs. What do you want to do? Uh, let's do the playoffs. Let's break it up a little. Break it up a little. He says we're gonna do the playoffs. Okay. So the Patriots and Chiefs played. Um, yep. And then the Saints and Rams played. Yep. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about Patriots. Okay. Um. I think this proved to me that Bill Belichick is probably still the best ever. Well, we always like some people try to separate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, right? They say well, who who is who is leading this dynamic. Um and I'm going to I'm going to go Bill Belichick. Oh yeah. I uh, would agree with you 100%. And it's not that I'm not a Tom Brady fan. I think I I, I mean, I've their record is amazing. Their the career that these two have built together is amazing, and I think the f- the fact that they're locked is relevant. I think the fact that they're intertwined is relevant. However, Tom Brady doesn't play defense. No. Um, and defense is is what won this game because the entire first half, the Chiefs, I believe they finished with seven points, if that, and the Patriots. 
The Patriots had some uncharacteristic moments. Tom Brady actually threw an interception in the red zone in the first half, and I mean there were just some 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 opportunities there that he missed. That he missed. Uh, but the, the the Patriots had devised such an amazing defensive plan. Also from this game, Tony Romo called this game. Okay, he was one of the announcers on this game, and I never gave him enough credit for his. I, you know what? That's not true. I I I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't like the Cowboys at all. But there was a game a long time ago, uh, I believe it was against the Eagles, he was playing with broken ribs, and they had lost two receivers, and they're playing like all backup receivers, okay? And the whole game, with broken ribs and playing poorly, you could. I was watching Tony Romo hand sign and call plays to the receivers on the field, at the line, and when they were questioning him about what they were supposed to be doing he was getting them in position and still running the plays and still doing his everything he's supposed to do he was doing their job and his job on the field with broken ribs with broken ribs um and i and i never forgot that and i still remember that and i give him full credit for being incredibly talented and an intelligent uh quarterback what i didn't realize was just how intelligent watching him call this game what I realized is if the Cowboys had ever had a real coach or if Tony Romo had been on a team with any sort of offensive talent, by the time they put good players around him, he was already hurt and old. Um, you know, the season he missed with the back is Ezekiel uh, or is Dak Prescott's first season, and it's the one where basically Tony Romo loses the job while he's healing, uh, which happens in the NFL, and I don't have a problem with that. I think that's the way it goes. You get hurt and someone does better, sorry, sorry, boo. Get a new team. Right, yeah. Too bad he was like 57. Yeah, he was, at that point, he's in his 30s, and it was a bad back. And uh, I think it was a like a cracked vertebrae that they were finally like, okay, well, now the vertebrae is cracked. Let's sit you down until it heals. And Dak Prescott took the job. Okay, that's right, it. Right, yeah. There's a lot. N- <laughs> like, uh, like, I can't think of a more beat up guy. Right, Tony. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The non football playing me, and then Tony Romo. Those are the, t- that's the list, right? So Tony Romo cracked vertebrae, broken ribs, like probably broken arm at one point. And he know. played through some. He played. Uh, I think it was a collarbone one time where he came back, and they were talking about bone stickiness. It was either him or Aaron Rodgers, where they were like, once the bone gets sticky, which is the third week of healing, you can kind of play as long as no one hits you. He's like, well, it's football. <laughs> <laughs> um, is your is your O line real good? <laughs> yeah, like, are you just gonna throw it every play? No hit, no hit, no hit. Uh, uh, stop, please, stop, please, stop, please. Yeah. Just run away every play. Um, but watching him call this, New England does a lot of complicated things. And as they were doing each thing at the line of scrimmage on offense, Tony Romo was telling you what was happening. Tom Brady walks up, and he looks around, and he throws some hand signs. I'm fascinated with quarterback hands. You've heard me talk about this a minute. Right, yeah. He throws his hand signs, and Tony Romo goes, he canceled the play. And, oh, oh he's optioning the run. And, okay, he put the guy in motion. It's not man coverage. Yep, they're going to run wide right here. And then exactly exactly what would happen. (laughs) So then you start thinking, is Tony Romo better at watching film than the entire Chiefs defensive staff and players? And you realize if that's true, he was a really smart quarterback. And now you start wondering, what could he have done with a coach and a team? I think it's funny that we're talking about Tony Romo in the Patriots game. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. But honestly, it was one of the great takeaways of it because Patrick Mahomes was great. He played an amazing second half. The Chiefs' offense was great. If the Chiefs' if the Chiefs defense had been a little bit better, 
they would have they would have they won in overtime, right? It went to overtime, and in overtime, the Patriots went on a thirteen play drive down the field and won. They converted three third and tens. I did know that. Um, that was brutal. It was, and so if the Chiefs defense just held one time, it'd be different. It'd be it'd be way different. Uh, there were some ticky tack penalties towards the end of the game where you're like, oh, did the Chiefs just lose on that? Uh, but no, it went to overtime, and then they lost just on. Just on, just on Tom Brady being Tom Brady. Right. Just um, Brady at the place. Listen, when it goes to overtime and Tom Brady starts the game with the ball, you you at that point should fall to a knee and pray to the football gods that you get the ball at all. You right. really should. Because um, he just he just he just got there. Right. So let's let's go ahead and go to the elephant in the room here. Uh, the Rams Saints. This is a big one. This is a big boy. So I'm gonna I think I'm gonna surprise you here. All right. Um yes, the referees missed a big penalty. But the penalty isn't relevant to the outcome of the game. Like, if they call the penalty, the game would be over, yes. But do you know what else would have ended the game? What? If on the first two drives, the Saints scored touchdowns instead of kicked field goals. Yeah. Uh, You know what else would have ended the game? If the Saints had stopped the Rams at all in the fourth quarter on defense. At all. Yeah. If they'd have stopped them at all. Because the Saints were up, I believe, 13 or 17 to nothing. And they just, just gave up all the points. Yeah. Yeah. And the just Rams came it. back in. Um, When you put yourself in a position that a bad call loses you the game, then you didn't do enough to win. You might have won. You might have stole one or eked one out or snuck one out or got away with one. But you didn't do enough to win. You didn't win. do enough to win that game solidly. If the refs can take it away from you, I mean, now if the refs are throwing a flag on every single play and doing it every single time, and every single time they're going, hey, you know what, you know what, that, 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 like if every, okay, then fine, I get it. But that's not what happened. Right. The refs were calling penalties on both teams. Um, They just, they missed. Yes, it's a big one. And if they call it, you win. Okay, great, fine. You know how else you would have? You know what else could have helped you win? You stopped him at once. If you made, if you made any touchdowns. Well, but I'll even go better than that. So it's first and ten. The Saints are on the eighteen-ish, right before a couple plays before that call. Uh, Sean Payton runs a pass play, and Drew Brees throws the ball on the ground. Okay, you're Drew Brees. You're one of the best quarterbacks. You know what you need to do? You need to complete that pass, and it or really, your coach should call a run there to force the Rams to use a timeout. Because what wound up happening is they only they only forced the Rams to blow one of the timeouts. They had two. So the Rams got the ball back with like one one forty and a timeout. And it should have been it should have been one forty and no timeouts. Or it should have been one with no timeouts. But instead, you're counting on a ref penalty. Good job. Right. And so I don't have a lot of sympathy for that. I don't think that that's really the call was heartbreaking, and I'm a Saints fan, and I like Drew Brees, and I like Sean Payton. Um, but, you know, I've watched the Texans lose. I've watched the Texans lose on some, just some little clowny this year. Got a defensive offsides that cost us the game. Yep. And, yes, that means we lost on a defensive penalty. However, that didn't cost us the game. We were down. We needed the ball back. We needed to stop in the ball. Right. We needed to stop them, and we needed the Colts not to just walk all over us. Right. Exactly. 
that was a terrible game to be at. And that was the one we were at. But I had never seen a game in on defensive penalty. But that doesn't mean he lost us the game. I mean, he it, it does. It technically it, means technically he, lost, he lost us the game. But we didn't. We could. We, we didn't win that game. We weren't in a position to win it. Even right. if he hadn't been offsides and the Colts had kicked a field goal, we still have to go down and score. Right. So I mean, it's not a given that we would have won. Right. We could have gotten stopped or thrown an interception or literally anything. You d- let's say they call the defensive pass interference and it's first now. It's first down. What happens if the very next play, Drew Brees fumbles to Alfred Kamara and the ball's on the ground and the Rams pick it up and jog it back 90 yards? Right. Do, Not, we, do we then talk about, oh, I can't believe the refs called the pass interference? No, we talk about the fumble because the Saints lost. Um, sports works that way. The refs are part of the game. And so if you're going to have... If you're going to have refs, be humans and be involved. Sometimes the calls aren't going to go your way. And you just have to accept that. Uh, How do you feel about, like, wrap up in, like, 30 seconds? How do you feel about the this crazy petition that's going on? Fans fans are fans. Fans stands for fanatic. They're not going li- to live leave things alone. They're going to talk about this forever. Saints fans are forever going to talk about how back-to-back playoffs, they didn't go to the Super Bowl, once on a Hail Mary crazy uh, play, and once on a terrible referee call. They're going to remember this forever. Um, but that's not that's not why they didn't really go, but that's not what a fan will say. A fan will say, this cost them the Super Bowl. This cost me the Super Bowl. And they're not necessarily wrong. Although, although this means that we don't get a cool like record Super Bowl. Like. Right. It, it did the exact thing it was it's supposed to do. One young one, one old one. So it's neither record. Right. But that's how almost done, every Super done, Bowl goes. Yeah, done goofed Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got one more segment of ball control. We're going to talk NBA. Stay tuned. Ball control. Welcome back to Ball Control. We are on uh, 104.5, 106.1, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, check out NerdThugRadio.com or check out uh, Ball Control Podcast on the Facebook or Twitter. Or my page, Corey DLG, on Twitter. We're everywhere. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is Little Brother Nico. LeBron Solos Toronto. LeBron Solos Lebronto. There was Those were cool shirts, man. Those were cool shirts. Um, okay. We're going we're gonna to do a little NBA here. We're getting, we're getting, it's starting to get into the nitty gritty. And teams are starting to tap out. Uh, this happens every year. A franchise has built their model, their team around a concept, and they now reach a point where they go, oh, no. It's unfeasible. It's not working. We can't do it. Um, it's not happening, boys. This year, the Memphis Grizzlies have tapped out. Okay? Oh, no. After a couple years of being in the playoffs, uh, they ran a really kind of old-school basketball program where it was Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph were these two bigs, old-school bigs, not shooting bigs, old-school bigs. And then Mark Connolly was this great perimeter point guard and they just they got a lot of rebounds, and they scored a lot of easy buckets inside, okay? Zach Randolph was grimy and dirty, and he's not afraid to throw some elbows and lay on top of a guy and be slow to get up. He, he does everything you want an old-school center to do. And Marc Gasol is a giant Spaniard man who, who, who like, like old-school tough, kind of. He just has this look about him where you're like— A I real think, grizzled face. Yeah, like, like, you're like, I think this guy might take my wallet after the game. Uh, and so I think he will fight me right. Like as soon as I get off the court. So I think they made the conference finals once or twice in the West, but that's it. They never broke into the finals. Um, they peaked, and then they've slowly been declining. Zach Randolph left last year to Sacramento, and 
This year they got Marcus All. He has two years at $24 million a year on his contract. Next year's a player option, but this year's been pretty bad. He'll probably opt in, not out. And Mark Connolly has the Supermax deal. He has $30 million basically a year Woo. for three more years, including Woo. this year. And I think the last year of that's a player option. At that point, you're probably talking about $38, $39 million. He'll probably opt into that. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> but now that Zach Randolph's gone, it's just not working out. They got a young kid at a power forward position. I believe it's Josh Jackson Jr. They like him a lot. They say we're going to build around this guy, which means we don't need to keep you two. We don't need to pay you guys $50 million a year because right. by the time this guy's ready, you're going to be gone. Right. So let's speed it up by building up assets now. So they've they've bailed. They're, these guys are now on the trade market. Um, and this happens every year. One of these franchises basically will, will reevaluate their situation and kind of bail. Um, we'll we'll kind of cover some potential landing spots here in a minute. The Lakers, uh, LeBron James has missed the most time he's ever missed in his entire career. Uh, he's never missed this many games, even spread out, and it's been consecutive with the hamstring. And so... Got a lot of heel. You play on an injury, you're going to get more injured. That's true. And so at this point, the Lakers are now the ninth seed, so they're out of the playoffs, but only by one game. And the eighth seed is the Clippers. There's nothing more Clipper-esque... Than losing. Than, lo- than losing to the Lakers later, so I'm really not... Also, they're the ninth seed. They're the ninth seed without the best player on their team by a long shot. Yeah, Rajon Rondo's still not back either, so the top two players on their roster haven't been there in since Christmas, at least. Um, right, and it's been a solid month. It's been a month. Uh, Rajon Rondo, I believe, had surgery on his hand, but he's due back here very soon, too. So they're about to get both guys back, and everyone's been playing good minutes. Everyone's in good rhythm. Right, everyone's They've been playing up-down. They have big wins, and then they lose random games. Um, I think that their last 10... Better than us, and we have a guy that scores 50 points a game, and we still can't win. <laughs> their last 10, they're 4-6. and six. So without their best player, they're 4-6. and six. We're 5-5 five and five with our best player. Right. We're 5-5 so five and five with a guy that scores 50 points a game. I say we, the Houston Rockets. We're the not Rockets. on the team. We are on the team. <laughs> oh, are we? Man, I'd take that money. Okay, so the West is lining up Golden State, Denver, Oklahoma City, Portland, Houston, San Antonio, Utah, and the Clippers. And then the Lakers are right outside. New Orleans is way outside. I don't think they're going to get in. It's time for them to start looking at whether or not they're going to be able I think this summer they'll trade Anthony Davis. You think so? Yes, uh, which is a big deal because New Orleans is a small market, and their hope was always that if they spent a lot of money, they could keep a superstar. And he, he stuck it out, to his credit. He, this is year eight, I think, of the brow. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is. And, and he, he waited for them to develop and, and to happen, but it's it's just not there. Nope. It's not there, and so there's no reason for him to stay and keep struggling. Um, Over in the East, the big surprise is the Milwaukee Bucks are the one seed. That, I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Toronto is the two seed. Indiana is the three seed. However, Victor Oladipo just last night uh, landed awkwardly onto his knee Ooh. and was carted off the field on a stretcher, carted off the court on a stretcher. You almost never see that. No, that's not a good sign. Um, So pay attention to the news today because I bet you're going to see something about him being done for the year, I feel like. Philly's the fourth seed. The Celtics are a fifth seed. Right now they wouldn't have home court advantage 
at all in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nets, Charlotte, and then Miami is the eighth seed. Miami in the middle of their Dwayne Wade goodbye tour. Dwayne Wade. Um, the surprises here is that Washington is the tenth seed, and they are one of those teams that thought they were going to be competing now that LeBron James is gone. Uh, Washington has John Wall, uh, Beal, um, they get, uh, I think Dwight Howard is on the, on the roster this year. I don't, I mean, I don't know if he's even played. He's been hurt pretty much all year. I think he had a butt muscle injury at one point. Oh, never a good sign. I, I don't even know. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, Washington has been one of those teams who is supposed to compete every year. And then it's never, <laughs> they're just, they never, John Wall is, Everyone will tell you John Wall is one of the best point guards in the NBA. It's he will be in all-star games. He will be voted to all NBA teams. They are the 10th seed in a wide-open East. <laughs> if you want to explain that, I'm all ears, because I don't understand how he can be that guy and this be the team. This is just the team. This is the team. This is what we are, what we are. This is what we got. Uh, Cleveland is proving that LeBron James is the greatest player in the world theory by having nine wins this year, minusing only LeBron James. And George Hill. Oh, no. So, no LeBron James. You go from number one seed in the East to Ooh. nine wins for the year. They have 40 losses. Oh, my gosh. They are nine and 40. Huh. Go ahead. Someone tell me how Michael Jordan's more important. Go ahead. Right. I'll wait here. The Bulls made the playoffs years after without, without Michael Jordan. I'll wait here. Right, yeah. I'll wait here because LeBron James solos an entire. Uh, he goes to the Lakers. They go. They're almost. The Lakers will make the playoffs in the West. The team he just left will be the number one pick in the draft immediately after he leaves. <laughs> There's just irony in that. Like this is just funny. It's it's silly, right? Like it's dumb. Um, the team I was looking at though, I I think Charlotte should make a move. They're the seventh seed in the East. Honestly, if I were them, I would make a move to try and get one or both of these guys from Memphis. And just uh, and just go for it? Yeah. What are you going to do as a seventh seed? Right. The East is wide open this year. So here's my thing. If you're in the East this year, this one year. You don't even have to deal with LeBron James. There's no LeBron James. So literally any team could come out of the East. I believe that. Toronto, Toronto has Kawhi Leonard. They're only a two seed. The three seed just, just lost their star. Philadelphia is very up down. Uh, their last ten games, they are oh, they're seven and three. They're on a little bit of a streak here. Okay, hey, pretty good. But they've been crazy up down. I, I, they're saying some weeks they don't even know if the Jimmy Butler thing's working, and then other weeks they're like, we're the best team in the league. So the Boston Celtics, they can't keep it together long enough to win enough games to get back into the home field advantage. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, they're young, but they're not. I, uh, if you're Brooklyn, if you're Charlotte, if you're Miami. You make a move right now because you could steal the East this year. I firmly believe that. And forget about forget about next year. Forget about two years from now. Don't even try and figure out your contracts and your salary cap. Don't even just go all in on this year. Just Be take it now while you still have a chance. Because to me, this is the year where someone from the East could win it. They, okay, so let's say I'm Charlotte and I, I do something drastic here and I pick up two great players. Which right now there are two, there's one good one and one okay one. Mark uh, Mike Conley's a good player. Marcus All at this point is an okay player. But let's say I pick up one or two of those guys from the West. 
then I subtract from one of these teams at the bottom of the East, John Wall, Beal, something like that. I get one of those guys on this on this team. So now I've made myself two players better in a wide open East. There's a chance that the Golden State Warriors don't make it to the finals this year. There's all kinds of talks of chemistry and whatever, whatever. And I don't think it's going to be the Rockets necessarily because if James Harden is scoring 61 and averaging 30, I don't know what he's going to look like in the playoffs. I don't. I don't know what he's going to look like. Right. He's either going to be a monster or dead. <laughs> right. He's either going to have zero energy or he's going to walk in and just go, let's do this. Right. <laughs> if, listen, if he shows up and he's ready to rock and roll and he's got he's got enough games left in him, great. I think the Rockets have an excellent chance. If he walks in and he goes, I don't know, man, I'm at like half tank, we're, we're in big trouble. Right. But I also think uh, this year the Golden State has looked beatable a lot, a lot. And so to me, I could very easily see Golden State dropping the ball here. This is around the time teams lose focus. This would be their – they've been in four straight finals now. This would be their fifth straight finals appearance or their – this might be their fourth now that I'm talking out. No, 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 no. They won. Cleveland won. They won two in a row. So this would be their fifth finals appearance. Uh, at that point, I mean, that's a lot of extra basketball. It's draining stress, the media, the travel. You kind of would just want the season to be over, but you, you're close, so you want to win. You're torn. You're exhausted. This could be the, the crack in the armor for the Golden State Warriors, which means just a random team might come out of the West. If it's Oklahoma City coming out of the West this year, which I don't, I don't, I don't believe that it would be, but if it, let's say hypothetically it was. Let's say it was. Let's say Oklahoma City or Denver comes out of the West. Well, then all of a sudden, if you're on the East and you're Charlotte and you picked up these two better players, you could steal this. Right. This could be that weird. This could be the weird championship that you win. This is the Detroit Pistons of 10 years ago. Do you remember when the L.A. F- had built the super team with Shaq, Kobe, Carl Malone, and Gary Payton? They go straight to the finals. They right. walk through to the finals, and the Detroit Pistons beat them in five games. <laughs> This is right in the middle of the Lakers' run where they had won three out of the last four or something like that, and then... They just get walked. They just get walked by Detroit in five games. <laughs> just because. It was just this year where Detroit had put together a team. They went all in on one year. Larry Brown was the head coach, and he's a traveling man. He never coached more than three or four years in the same place. And they put together a team via trade. They finalized the 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 missing piece in a trade right at the deadline. It was uh, Rasheed Wallace. And all of a sudden... They just walked it one of the scariest worked. teams it like ever built. It was it was a six man rotation. They didn't even play the other guys. They played them a little bit just for the minutes, but literally these six guys beat the stuffing out of the Lakers. They were playing defense. Shaq got balled up by a little man named Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is six <laughs> two, and was defending. He had a massive throw though, so he looked six eight, but he was defending all over Shaq. Shaq had trouble the whole game because Ben Wallace was so strong, like just fierce, uh, and Shaq couldn't do anything about it. Um, it's just a crazy finals, but it's a steal. It's just weird when it you're looking when you're looking through who won over the years. It's like Dollar. Boston, 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 San Antonio, San Antonio, L.A., L.A., Detroit, and then you just move back and you're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> what, what, what was that? <laughs> what was that? What was that they one even, time? They don't even go back the next year, right? Like so, <laughs> it just went in on this one year. But they went all in and they, and they stole one. I think this is one of those years where someone can steal one. And so if I'm Charlotte, if I'm Miami, uh, you scoop them up and you take it. Absolutely. You call every every you call every team about every one of these. Carmelo, you want to come play? Right. Just I heard you just the... got thrown out of, of, of the Houston team. You yeah. want to come play with me? I heard nobody wants you. Do you want to come play 
15 minutes on the bench? Well, literally, it'll just be you on the court. Everyone else will be resting for 10 minutes a game, and you can just iso ball all day. Right. But give me 15 points. No problem. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All right, all that being said, we're going to jump out of here. I hope everyone has a great week. We'll see you again next week. This has been Ball Control. Control, control.